Hope it makes. All right, I, I should have worn my hat today, John. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't. I wanted to show you the Borsellino. Is the Borsellino the hat you wore in Italy? Well, I bought it in Rome. You looked, you looked great. Thank you. Uh, what do you know the price difference between a Borsellino in Italy and a Borsellino that you get here? I know it's more expensive here, a couple hundred I, I bucks. Not, I've never looked at it here. And hard to find. But it was uh, two seventy-five there. Okay, that's not I that bad. I should be looking at you. I should be talking into the mic. You're doing great. I can hear you perfectly. Tell me about that shopping experience. Did you go to a special hattery? No, right next to the hotel was the Borsellino store. Is that a hattery or a... Is that called a haberdashery? No, no, that's a clothing store. A hattery is a, hat, a hattery. hatting store. There's no such thing. There's a name there for is a hat actually. Place. No such thing. There is a name yes, for a hat place. Yeah, it's yeah. called a hattery. There is. It's not hattery. I'm going right. to... Like we're going to check this. Check Google. It. Google it. Don't worry. It will be bo- it'll be Googled. I like thro- to get it before this pod's over. It's going to be thrown in your right. face. John, are we doing a podcast? We are, but first we're kibitzing a little oh. bit. Wait, what hotel did you stay in? In which place? Where, wherever the hat Lawrence. was. Lawrence. The hat was in Rome, and it was the Hotel Russi. Oh, I know the Russi. Do you? Right at the steps. No. Right over off the steps. Okay. I right at to... the Piazza di Popolo. Oh, the Popolo. I hate oh, to interject. Yeah, I've we'll had lunch back. there. Dinner out the courtyard in the back. Yes, yes or no? Thank you very much. Yes. Go ahead, Max. It's a, it's a hattery. It's a hattery. But it's also a millinery. Millinery. Uh, re- millinery. <laughs> but regardless, uh, a, let me, Max, one more time. A hat shop is called a... Hattery. Okay, so Stephen... It's incredible, the trivia that you know. What's really interesting is you haven't figured out that you don't know everything yet. Oh, I know I don't know everything. Oh, well, but okay. I think I know more than you. That's the difference. <laughs> Shit. Guys, let's get into it. Um, Max, what show are we here for? What's the show? It's called Hope It Makes. Hope It Makes. Welcome to Hope It Makes. And uh, we're going to have a really nice show. Um, okay. We've got a couple of callback items that we're going to go through. Let's do it. I, I can't believe this. It's a sad day in Beverly Hills. Uh, the Chanel Hotel. It's not Chanel. Cheval Blanc. Cheval Blanc. That, I told you that three times already. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that? <laughs> There's never going to be a Chanel Hotel. You know, if you check, if you go Chanel Hotel Rome, it shows up. Or wh- where is the Chanel Hotel? Paris? Cheval Blanc is also no in idea. Paris. It's not even owned by the same company. Che- Cheval Blanc is also in Paris. Yes. But, yeah. Um, do you need a cup of co- coffee? Because yeah, you've been yeah. wrong all morning. Chevelle, Chevelle Blanc was, um, they bought the LGM, LVMH, bought the Tom, <coughs> the Tommy go. Hilfiger store. <laughs> Got all <we> excited. Go. <coughs> <coughs> the store to the south. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They bought the store to the west, which was the Museum of Radio and Television. Mm-hmm. Then they bought three freestanding shops to the south of that to make an, an exit driveway they spent five years getting entitled going through the city of beverly hills uh permit process they were approved by the city of beverly hills and then some activist group got the necessary amount of signatures to turn it into a ballot measure Mm -hmm. and the ballot measure was on the middle of may i think it was may 18th and the residents voted against allowing this to happen. And the amount, the, the, first of all, the prestige of this hotel, it may be the best hotel in the world, this, this small chain. Um, the prestige of the hotel, the amount of money they were giving to the city 
not only from tax revenues, but just giving the city money amounted to something like $30 million a year. And the residents turned it down. It's unbelievable. Just based on what? But it was a it was a what, what was food the, workers union that really that uh, that collected the ballots and why that collected the signatures for the ballot and why they wouldn't want another um, uh, uh, bastion for them to have food workers mm -hmm. is beyond me. So what happens to these project properties? He says now? Uh, Bernard Arnault said that he's not going to continue the process and he'll just turn them into retail stores. So all, it'll just be LVMH branded. I, I guess, yeah. Unless he decides to, the, the smaller ones to the south, which were bought as um, exits for the driveway, maybe he does it somewhere else. Maybe he lets, maybe he just puts them out for yeah. rent. Too bad. I'm, I'm because they're too small to do anything. It's disappointing. Would have been very nice. Yeah. Would have been very nice. Yeah. You know what else is up for um, for a vote is the Bulgari Hotel in Benedict Canyon. I can't uh, imagine how that would ever happen. So many people. Well, you know, you know, all their signs it, saying "shut it down." It's the and, save our canyons. But it's yeah. in a residential neighborhood. So it's, I, I'm just telling you that they, they've collected a lot of signatures. But they have to get zoning changes. It would, there, there it would be, be off Oak Pass, right? It would be no. Um, I think it's Oak Pass. Oak. No, it's before. It's it's the last street up Benedict before you get to um, uh, Hutton. Whatever, I forget the name of that. Portola? No. I, anyway, it's up in that neighborhood. And I can't imagine that there wouldn't be lawsuits for years from it's not happening. fighting that. There's no chance. Right. It, there's that, those little streets are still like hippie. But Bulgari is LVMH also. No, I know. And that's yeah. what's like, how, first of all, Bulgari. Like, how do they decide, let's make this one a Bulgari? Here's how. Do you like Bulgari? He doesn't own, he doesn't, again. He doesn't own the one in Benedict Canyon. Somebody, like all these places, like yeah. like the peninsula is not owned by the peninsula; it's owned by Bo Zarnigan. Bo Zarnigan, who yeah. hires the peninsula, who hires the peninsula to be the management group and the the one that creates reservations, etc. And the peninsula then sets up the requirements in order to be a peninsula. So this is an individual owner who's trying to build this hotel to Bulgari standards, then he will pay Bulgari a percentage of the gross revenue to use the Bulgari name. Mm -hmm. So even though somebody like Bo Zarnigan owns the peninsula, he may lose a lot of money from the cost of building it and maintaining it, but the peninsula will make money because they're getting 6% of the gross revenue. Yeah. Um I, I just I, I just I don't know the value of these names. I'm wondering if they want to name it Louis Vuitton. That's X amount, and if they want to call it Bulgari. Well, Louis Vuitton doesn't have a hotel, but you know I think the the strength is in the um, reservation and the connection factor. If if you stay at a Bulgari hotel in Rome, you may want to stay at a Bulgari hotel in Beverly Hills, or if you stay at a Chevelle Chevelle Blanc in Saint-Tropez or in St. Bart's, you may want to stay at one in Beverly Hills. So there's a lot of cross-pollinization. The only thing I, I'm aware of that Bulgari does is they are the... <laughs> I hope to never hear this word the this Bulgari, many times in my life. They are the, they, you know, they are the new masters of thin watches, the Fentissimo 
the Ultimo. The, the watches are minuscule. They're, I they're, used to like watches. They're, they're marvels until I got until you Until you turned me on to this damn apple that I sleep with. But John, you once liked a thin watch, a, br- a brigade. How do you know all this about you? I remember it's this. Max has a memory. I these it's things. either about me or everything. You're it's like everything. an elephant. <laughs> it's everything. Um, uh, so we've got some feedback, and I'm just going to share it with you. We have, a, we have a couple callback things from our previous three episodes that have been very popular. Thank you for listening. Um, the first Where do you sign up for this podcast? You don't sign up. You no, just... you, have to, you have to hit... You, do, you go you to AA... Subscribe. Let me tell you how people you your age do You subscribe on you Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on Spotify, you wherever you subscribe. listen to podcasts. You have to subscribe. Thank you for subscribing, subscribers. Yeah. People your age either contact the AARP or maybe your Jewish Community Center, Thank and you, then John. they teach you how to get on Spotify. Thank you, John. Or your, or your Homeowners Association <laughs> yeah, maybe president. A, maybe the Beverly Hills... I am not the president. Maybe you can contact the Beverly Hills Courier. I think they have some... Okay. Okay. Or um, you press the button where it's like, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. All those things can help your father. And away we go. <laughs> so uh, they, okay, the people said, you know, you're three real estate agents. Tell me how to win at real estate. How, how are you winning? And I always say to people, winning is finding the property that you're in love with. It's very hard to do. But they say, well, let, let's say I found that property. How do I get it for less money? How do I assure I, I disagree. I, I disagree. Winning in real estate is holding on to your real estate. Oh, of course, that. That's obviously. what winning is. You could buy something, and many people have, where they felt they've overpaid, and five years down the line or 10 years down the line, it's worth much more than what they paid. So they won. As, as Steve Wynn told me when I was sitting with him one day, he said, the richest people in the four corners of this country are real estate people. They've, they've acquired real estate and they've held real estate and it goes to the family, it goes to the next generation and you can name all the people in New York, the... The, the, the fracks. The, 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 yes. Um, uh, they're all generational real estate. Zeckendorf, you can name any number of them except for Trump. Trump sells them. Trump makes his money on the commissions on the sales of the condos. He doesn't own the condos. Um, he, he owns the retail at Trump Tower and his unit, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the staying power is how you make money and then how you really make money is when your property is worth more, you borrow against that property because the borrowings are tax-free. Mm-hmm. And you're able to write off what you're paying on that loan and buy another property with tax-free income. So that's how you... Um, you win at real estate. That's how you win at real estate. Accumulate and hold. Accumulate and hold. And don't be concerned. The people that are, that are concerned with saving the last dollar are the people that don't buy. Right. They because, lose. Because, because they, they think... Well, I didn't make a good enough deal, so I'm not buying it. And then if they went back five years later and looked, they'd see, schmuck, I should have bought it. Yeah. Max, I'm sure you get that question a lot from your millennial friends. How do I, yeah. how do I win at real estate? How do I get started? Yeah. Uh, what, what advice do you tell the younger, your younger friends out there? It's the same advice uh, we've all been giving. It's, it's when you find something you like, buy it. Also, just Because when you wait, it'll be 
worth more money and you'll have kicked yourself because you didn't buy it when you should have. But how hard is it to find something you like? Too? So that's the thing. I have people trying to buy right now, you know, in the $2 million range, in the four and the six plus, I can't find them anything. Yeah. They don't like anything because inventory is so low. So it's hard to win right now yeah. to whomever asked that question because the market's in a very strange place. Yeah. Also, I would just say, just just general advice, find a location that you really like. And if you need to be in a condo, find a condo with a relatively lower HOA dues. Get started. Get started. Get that's, started. That's, is get the in key. it. And own then, something. Yep, own something. Own something that will increase in value over time. But like what you were mentoring, mentioning earlier, you can win if, if there's a house on the market that's overpriced in the very high end right you can you can take a shot probably yeah. get a couple few million dollars off see what happens that and, could be a win and that's where and max you can speak to this that's where having a real estate agent that's that's local that's active because they could kind of call the other agent get a feel for you know what something's going to take or yeah i mean if i had a buyer that was looking for a deal remember that the 23 million dollar listing i lost yeah I'd be like, hey, let's go take a swipe. They'll take less than what they're asking, I'm, I, I promise yeah. you. I'm hearing that over and over in this market, Stephen. Um, we have another great agent in our office, uh, Ryan, who said, hey, listen, I got this property. I can't reduce the price, but if you know anyone, I can get it for significantly less than the asking. And I said, then why don't you just come down? Reduce the price. And he's like, we can't do They He just can't do well, it. That, mean, that's lack of control over the client and the client not believing what you're telling them. Yeah. So you, again, you have to be an advisor to the client. In real estate, people always spend more than they tell you they want to spend. They don't spend less. So you can't take somebody that wants to spend $20 million and sell them a $10 million house mm -hmm. because it's not going to satisfy them. But you can take somebody that says they want to spend 10 and move them to 12. Mm -hmm. So you can always move somebody up, but if your price isn't going to generate that next level of person moving up, it's, it's no good to keep the price high. Yeah. And what I always tell my clients is, if somebody makes an offer that's too low, you can say no. Yeah. You don't have to split the baby. You don't have to even make a counter offer if it's objectionable to you. Yeah. And, and I say that's my job mm -hmm. is to to explain that to the other side. How many times in a week do you get to say split the baby? This is the first time. It's Tuesday. Okay, because yeah. I'm I'm gonna do it as often. That's my new buzzword. When does your week start? Sunday or Monday? Monday. Okay, so we're just we're the second. Right. Yeah, he's got a few more split the babies yeah. in him yeah. for the week. I don't know that I'll have the opportunity, but if I have the opportunity, I will use it. Okay. okay. I, I hope this year I get to split the baby a few times with you in a deal. Uh-huh. That means we both made a little something. We both is that made splitting the baby? That's not splitting the baby? No. Splitting the baby is when somebody offers fourteen and you offer ten, splitting the baby is twelve. Okay, so I'm saying that you and I can have a deal and I and you and I split the baby and we need in the middle. Any more babies. I, okay. I have seven. That's for damn yeah. sure. <laughs> I'd like to split babies. Um so uh, it's a couple of things that we also have to talk about. We are, after how many years in our old office at 210 North Cannon Drive? Yes, 20, uh, 24, 24 years. 24 years. We have a new office, 
and we're sitting in it for the first time. This is the conference room that we're in. 460 North Cannon. 460 North Cannon is where you can find us Prominently now. Prominently displayed on our outside our front door. And is our, uh, is our um, website updated with the new address? Oh, it has been. Okay, so you guys can go to our website if you want to reach out to... WEAHomes.com. Max or, or Stephen or myself uh, or any of our other great agents, you can see our... Or just to see our listings. See our listings. Um, you can kind of just browse and have a good time um, on our website. Uh, is there a tour of our new office on the website? No, we, we're not done. The office isn't ready yet. Can we work on that? We're going to work but, on that? Well, when it's done. Okay, the, good. The exterior is great. It's a beautiful yep. Art Deco building. Yep. Drive by. Take a look. It's a beautiful Art Deco building. And, and um, we went. it's a new, Stephen, I'll let you speak to this, but it's a new style ever since the pandemic. The real estate offices, there's a, much less people officing um, in we, a traditional office. We learned from the pandemic that um, agents don't come in the office anymore. Yeah. They, they're able in. to access everything from their... They can access everything but from their computers except for interaction with other agents. Yeah. So that's the missing ingredient. But they've determined that they don't need to come in. So what we've done is we've set up a general area where anybody can sit down, mm -hmm. uh, open up their computer and do whatever work they need or, you know, be a slave to the office like me. Well, I'm looking at your office and it reminds me of a penalty box. It's all glass. And if you get nasty, I'm going to send you in there for yeah. two minutes for unnecessary roughness. It's, it's half glass. It's a half glass partition. There, the other thing you did, there, Max, there, there is drywall. There's a, Max, what he did that I think is so funny what? is he set it up so that everyone can see his, his back, his back, and his computer screen. That's yeah. confidence. I, I that set it. Confidence. I set it up for television viewing. But you could have set that up over no, there. No, no, no. I did. I went, while you weren't here, I looked at it and no. scoped it out. He's. No. He refrains. Then you from don't have then the you pornography. Don't have, you don't have room for the credenza. It's the only way that it lays out. The credenza. Anyway, can we moving on? <laughs> you get one more, and then it's right in your office <laughs> for just two minutes, and then we're going to bring you back. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think that pretty much covers the real estate portion. We talked about the. Well, bouldering. we have a little more, but we'll get into it. What's that? My, oh, your oh, I cut. Your trip to Italy. I closed my escrow. Oh, let's talk, let's about, talk that. about that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was pretty much, it went off without a hitch except for the hitch that I had in that I, had, I was co-listed. And this is something that, you know, a lot of people do. They think they know two people, so they figure then they're going to give two people the listing and maybe that'll help them somehow reach more. Or they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Something like that. Or that in, in my case, it was an estate, and there were two, uh, two family members that had a, a, a license, and so it was split. But, you know, you're basically making a partnership with people that may have a very different philosophy and an ideology. And, gosh, it made just everything more difficult. We, we went through usually two, does. two rounds of staging, and, you know, one person is, you know, really wanting to assert themselves for their value based on how much of the um, paperwork that they do and uh, just everything. About it. It, was, it was an uphill struggle the entire time. But not we fun. But I did, not fun. But I did close, the, uh, did close the deal looking for the next. And, what um, was my advice to you when you closed the deal? Was to uh, write a letter and no. contact these. No. 
what? Buy yourself a gift. I, oh, I did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I bought myself a gift. I, I, I didn't have good luck this time. I bought a backpack. And the backpack, um, just this, this, the size of it just wasn't right. And then I bought a pair of, um, my, I needed a new lens update for my prescription. So I got a new lens. I went to my friend at Robertson Optical. They do a wonderful that job. That doesn't Robertson sound like Boulevard. a gift. That sounds like a necessity. And then I went to a dinner, um, a, a dinner party, and um, I go to a lot of dinner parties. And I went to a dinner party, and I promptly lost the brand new glasses that I that nice. I bought. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if in this market, if I, if we really should be doing the full. Uh, uh, Trek to Philippe to go buy. No, no, buy but it. you get yourself. It could be anything. You gotta just, buy. Yeah, just a reward for the for the work that you put in beyond the money. If it's five hundred dollars, yeah, and it's something you wouldn't have bought the day before, that's a gift. Yeah, so that's what the glasses were yeah. that I left at the dinner party. Yeah. Um, but no, it's always, listen, I'm very grateful for the business. Looking for the next. I did something that um, is not really something that I typically do. I wrote a letter. Uh, Chat GBT and I wrote a letter um, to the owners of the uh, of the other units in the building, Good. and I just told them what a great guy I was, and that I was available. A lot what of, a great guy you were, or what a great real estate broker. you A little were. bit of both. And I like to. They don't care what a great guy you are. They want to know that. Do they, they want, want to, want to know hang you out? Did a good like, job. These guys, a lot of them are like above ninety, and believe me, would love to go have a sandwich with. They me. wanted to hang out. Nate um, Niles. You got to make a personal contact, Stephen. I know. Yeah, we're going about to get into I that know. with we're you, Steve. Great guy. Yeah. yeah um, he's a great guy. Stephen, oh, one more piece of news this week. We have the U.S. Open in town, mm -hmm. and um, I know that uh, you're not a golfer, but uh, it's a big, 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 big week for it. Big, new, big story. Did you read the Wall Street Journal today on it. No, uh, very interesting. You should read it. It's about how this club, since its inception, never been anyone on. Ha has no has has re has been restrictive towards. Anybody, any celebrity, anybody in the entertainment business, yeah. religious classes, colors, and now they're on national television publicizing themselves. I don't think it's any different from Augusta, but I'll tell you something. Um, it's going, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of complaints. I was there yesterday. I was there today. Uh, first of all, to get to the first to get to the first viewing station for golf. So, like, let's say, oh, I'm gonna go watch golf. Let me tell you where you have to go. You have to enter at Century Park East, that area, Sa Santa Monica signs, Boulevard, yeah. and then you walk about a thousand yards uphill to get to Will Call, and then that's where you kind of enter. You're still south of Wilshire Boulevard. Then you've got to cross Wilshire Boulevard. And then you're let off at the first hole. Is it north or south, the course? The course is north. That's really the only one that anyone cares about. The south oh, that's course That's the better course, is, the oh, north course? Sure, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then the, the ropes are... Normally, the great thing about a golf event is you can get really close to the action, but they have it pulled so far back with the ropes that, I mean, I have a pass. I don't even think I'm going to go again. And the article was also saying that 80% of the tickets are going to corporate sponsors, yeah. so there won't be as much excitement from the fans That's, it's terrible. It's as be... there would be if it were just individuals going. So the, the last time they had an event there, they had the Walker Cup, which is a very big amateur U.S. versus European junior, not junior, amateur event, not junior, but amateur event. And I went to it, and 
you know, there were like great areas where you can watch three holes at the same time. And I went, I went up there and they won't let you go over to that spot. So I just, and I, it, it's like you said, it's a lot of corporate stuff. If you know someone at Bank of America, you're going to have yeah. a great time. And if not, you're not going to have a great time. Speaking of real estate. Yeah. Just off the top of my head, it seems like the houses that are on the south course are much less expensive than the houses on the north. Well, one's in uh, little, one's in Little Homeby, and one is um, what is or that? Full on Bel Air, Bel Air or Century, like Century yeah. City. Yeah, yeah the yeah. ones on. Um, well, but you're, you're saying the to, south course isn't as good. You're trying to say club houses, views cheap. The houses aren't as good. So yeah. you're saying club views cheap compared to compared to, to, well, compared uh, to Bellagio, yeah, exactly. compared to Lionel Richie's. Uh, right, right. The, 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 Lionel Richie's charring cross. No. Yeah, a little bit. No. Yeah, that sound, some of those holes are. He's, he he. You make a left at. Um, Oh, I forget. Anyway. The Playboy Mansion is on the golf course. It's yeah. that area. But yeah, on the south course is a club view. Those houses are 3 and $4 million yeah. right they're on the course. They're not 20 and 30 and 50 No. Right. But they're not anything we would shake a stick at. Can I say moving on again? Uh, if you want to go in your office okay, for 10. Okay, then I'm right, not going to say go. moving on. Um, but, so Memorial Day, you were out of town. Um, you had a wonderful trip, you and, you and fourth wife, Ellen. Yes. You guys went to Italy. We did. How did you get there? What airline? <laughs> Via teleportation? Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Interesting. Lufthansa. You, fly, you fly into Germany? Fly to Frankfurt. Frankfurt yeah. to Rome. Yeah, I've done that. Bo- uh, business class? Business class. How was the travel toiletry kit? I, collect- I don't even open them. I you're leave kidding. them unopened. You've got to be kidding me. I, I collect those. I'm sure you do, John. I wish I, I, wish I, I had known. I have, I sh- if I had room in my luggage, I would have brought four back for you. I, I don't love the Lutanza ones. I'm, um, well, it came back on Air Canada. Would you like that I would one? have loved it. You don't have an Air Canada. No, I don't. Yeah. I've got um, Air Japan. I've got JAL. Yeah. I've got more Lutanzas than I know what to do with. Um, Max, I've got you, Quintus. What do, you, what do you think of this? I think I'm not in love with your airline choices. Me neither. Well, you but here's the deal. You, it, flying, flying nonstop from Rome is problematic because it's only been Alitalia from L.A. Also, and Alitalia is not the greatest airline. Lufthansa's but Lufthansa not. just bought Alitalia, and they're operating it under ITA, so it should be better. So, so, a, did, so yeah. a mediocre airline bought a bad airline. No, it was airline. a great airline. Yeah, Lufthansa's It was a great... The, the seats were fantastic. Mm. The, Isn't the, business class you're like right next to someone? Well, it's your no, wife. No, no. I couldn't even put the thing down and see her. It was completely... Were you okay? Yeah. So you started in Rome. Started in... No. Started in at Il Pelicano. A fabulous resort. It's my number one resort now. 40 rooms. Stevie's pick. 40 rooms and not in a town where you go shopping. So you don't leave. Stay in the resort. Service is... Where is it? Beyond good. Which coast? It, it's... Uh, it, it's... The closest town is Porto Erco. Ah. Um, I believe it's on the Mediterranean. It is mm. beautiful water. Mm-hmm. There's no sandy beach. Um, it was fantastic. And then from there, uh, the hotel drove us to Firenze. Beautiful. Uh, we went to our, our Longarno Hotel. We went to... Our first meal was at Camillo, which was absolutely mediocre. Max, do you know Camillo? No. Okay, Camilla's a, is a favorite spot of Florentines. The next night, I was so looking forward to because it was booked at Buca del Orofo. Is that where your chicken is? No, and that was recommended to me by 
the who's the famous butcher? Uh, Dario Cecchini. Dario Cecchini from the town. I forgot okay. the name of the town. So Dario said it's the best bistec of Fiorentina in town. Mm. The reservation was made. We go over there at eight o'clock. It's locked up. So we had a punt. We went to another restaurant. And we actually walked back after dinner to see if we screwed up somehow. It was locked. Punter and audible. Then we went back. Splitting of the baby. Then we went back the next night, and it was still locked. They're closed. And I had, um, Ellen and I had drinks with Salvatore Ferragamo and his wife. Name drop. Who he had, he had heard that the restaurant was for sale. So either they sold it or it closed down or whatever. What, what, why would Salvatore Ferragamo... Ferragamo, want Gamo, not Gamo. Why would Salvatore? What, what is your connection to Salvatore Ferragamo? Just gonna drop that one in there. We're friends. From Can where? I guess. From but where? This is the you hotel is where house? it has like leather on the floor, right? Is this the place where you were? No, that's his cousin's hotel. Middle of the night to that's pee, his cousin, and then cut your body and bled everywhere. No, that's where I got up to pee and passed out from drinking too much wine. Got it. That's the leather floor. Is that why you that's don't Castilla, drink wine? That's where we got married. Uh, oh, I married you. By the second time. Okay. Yeah. Castiglione del Bosco is his cousin's hotel. And this is where you married Ellen. At Castiglione del Bosco. Oh, wonderful. But I was told the other, other day that it was recently sold to um, Saudis or somebody else. Yeah. They're buying what, they so, buy no, what Salva, they want. Salvatore I met at a wine tasting at Toscana years ago, and I was fortunately sat right next to him. Uh -huh. And we we developed a friendship. I then went to his 11th century restored village called Il Boro in Tuscany. His village. He and his father bought a village, an old village. They Salvatore Senior. No, his. I forget the father's name. Um, um, at Torre, maybe, and uh, turned it into 40 fantastic every room different. And then they built, uh, you know, the the pool. And anyway, it's did you stay there? And they have a very, very, very nice vineyard. We stayed there. For went free? back. Went back for free. Why would it be for free? Okay. Well, you're his friend, right? How many? How many so money? So no, I'm his friend. Oh. I'm not. A, you me. like free stuff. I like to pay. You're not a friend. I like, like to, pay. to pay. I like to pay, so I know what I'm getting. Let me yes. tell you something. You like. You like to pay, and you like to be a customer, and call yourself the friend of the proprietor. You're not a friend. You're a customer. Really? That's why he had drinks with me for an he hour and a half. He was trying to get you for the next time. No, he didn't care if we ever for drinks. It's his restaurant. He Fine. has a place in Florence. But so he paid. We had drinks. a bottle and a half of delicious Ilboro rose. We walked out. We couldn't walk. He's really pushing this Ilboro. Uh, no, I'm not. He said, "Don't even come back." You how don't many, need to come. How back. many monies per night is this hotel room? Ilboro? Yeah, Ilboro is very reasonable. But they redid it again. It was before the pandemic. It was about 500 euros a night. It's affordable. But Il Pelicano was 4,000 euros a night. Which is, translates to what, loosely? 4,200. I'm sorry, what, per night? Uh, Lungarno was 3,000 euros. Per night? The Russe was approximately 4,000 euros per night. Uh, this is not for me. Per night. I'm going to have to take a Pasadena on the but entire on a country. Fully Pasadena. On okay, it. let I, me finish my food journey. Croatia is where I want to go. Let okay. me finish my food journey. Please. So then the third dinner in, in Firenze was Sostanza, which is the oldest continually operating restaurant in 
Florence. It's six tables. You sit with strangers. It's outdoors. No, it's indoors. You sit, <laughs> you sit with strangers, and they have bistecca fiorentina, or they have chicken that's cooked in butter. And they this is your out, chicken place. They bring out the pan, mm -hmm. and they show you the pan with the butter, and then they put it. Oh my God! It's, it's called crazy. Basting. They baste. They keep a, an ambulance in front. Mm -hmm. Just in case the cholesterol. Well, between the beef steak and the, and the butter. Yeah. yeah. Those, those steaks have no So fat. that's what we have. But the, the, before we get to Rome, the, the real, back to real estate is Ellen and I are shopping. In Florence, you can still find the great little mom and pop shops. Where Absolutely. Are different. Like the sweater I'm wearing comes from a little shop that makes cashmere sweaters from... 1789 or Feels something nice and how much and, was the sweater when we're walking down the street looking for the place the woman that runs it runs out and comes and kisses us and said i haven't seen you in three years where have you been well because the american shoppers are way down not anymore okay but they were they were in may and the beginning of june it was july and august business they're they're afraid of what's going to happen in july and august right john asked how many euros your sweater is Huh? How many euros was the sweater? Not bad. This this is like three hundred euros. Oh, that's not bad. No, it was very reasonable. Okay. So so then we're walking around and we look in the window of this kind of home store and we see like this really cool salt and pepper shaker. So we walk in mm -hmm. and we buy a salt and pepper shaker and we buy some cocktail napkins. Then we bought these incredible um, rusted iron lanterns that arrived yesterday, and then. I said, I don't want to be rude, but how, how, how big is your store? And she said about 3,000 square feet. She told me. Big, that's big me and over meters. there. That's big. big. And I said, can I ask you how much rent you pay? Because I'm in the real estate business. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to compare your rent to Beverly Hills rent. She said, well, I'm not comfortable telling you. So I said, well, I pay 27.5 a month. Is it more or less than that? She said, less. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I go to pay. And Ellen's still talking to the woman that owns the store. And Ellen comes to me and says, her husband has a, an art gallery up the street, but he's got a house in San Francisco area that he'd like to sell. So I told Ellen, I, I just, I don't want to. San Francisco. I don't, I don't want to meet with any, I don't want So she said, it's $125 million. I said, where is he? So, <laughs> I went back in the store. I said, Julia, take me to your husband. That's great. So I spent an hour with him. Mm -hmm. The place is called Green Gables. Yep. His great-grandfather built it in, he bought it in, two, in, two, in 1907, finished building in 2011. The Green Brothers, Green and Green, built the house. There's a 100-yard um, Olympic Roman pool there's a fountain. I mean, it, 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 you, you can't describe it in enough time in this podcast. But I flew up there. He was coming in, into town for a few days yeah. for last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I flew up. He picked me up at the airport. We spent three hours, took me back to the airport. It was fantastic. So now I'm pitching him to share the list. He wants me to share the listing with a local person who can show it. Uh, whenever it needs to be shown. But that happened from me saying I was in the real estate business. If I just walked out of the shop and didn't ask the question and say I was in the real estate business, I would have never met this guy. 
So the the takeaway to always promote yourself. Always talk about yourself. Yes. Well, you know, just subtly. Yeah. You know, I just didn't say listen. I sell billions of dollars worth of property. I said I'm in the real estate business in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And that was her response. My my husband has something that he wants to sell. That's so never that was, happened to me, but I'm gonna fun. I'm never giving up. I'm do gonna you, keep trying. Do you think your distinguished appearance helped at all? T-shirt and jeans. Your face, gray hair, and your age, beard. Yeah. He's in the I right think, store. I think it added to, added to credibility. Yeah. Plus, I dropped some coin in her store. Yeah, you bought lanterns. I bought I bought a, a bunch of stuff and a salt and pepper. So, uh, just just to bring this back to real estate, yeah. because this happens a lot, and I see it a lot. This is a a property that's in Woodside, outside of Menlo Park, which is the most expensive Atherton. area. Yeah, Palo Alto, Palo Alto. Atherton, not Menlo Park, Atherton. It's out of uh, Menlo Park, Atherton. Yeah, it's out of that area. Palo Alto area. Um, What is the value of of you being here? And sell me as if it's my property. What's the value of having you down here? The value is that I have a Rolodex that the people up there don't have. Right. And I have visibility that the people up there don't have. Uh, The Millers who, who... would share the listing are very well respected up there, but they have nothing beyond there. Mm-hmm. They've never sold a house anywhere near the value of this house right. because there aren't any houses that are for sale or have sold in that price range up there. There are houses that have that value, but not that have sold. Okay. So he wants to be able to broaden his reach beyond the Woodside uh, uh, Silicon Valley area. So he's just thinking maybe if you're going to be putting it in the MLS Open House Guide and running advertising, because or 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 again using our Rolodex because we've sold houses in that price range, but not but over there. No, but maybe those people know people that want. Well, we've sold a lot to the Silicon Valley yes. guys down here. So maybe they know somebody up there, or right. maybe they want a house. This, this guy that built it, his great great grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, Started Pacific Gas and Electric. He he started so many companies. Uh, he's legendary, and the house is on the National Historic Landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a very special place. So well, I hope it makes for you. But thank you. Um, no, really, I do. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank really. Thank you. <laughs> thank you really. <laughs> so then on to Rome. We took we took the uh, club car to Rome. Very comfortable seats. Um, and then the Rusi picked us up at the train station, and um, I hope for four thousand dollars a night yeah, they'd pick your ass yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And then we we went to our various different restaurants. I was very disappointed because my most recent uh, squash blossom with what cheese do they put in the squash? It's usually ricotta and parmesan. Okay, the yeah. squash boss, blossom at Funky with ricotta and squash blossom was absolutely delicious. The first night I get it there, and I go, oh, because in Rome it has anchovy, and it's it's supposed to be in there. Well, I ran into Evan when I came back last week, and I said to him, same thing I just said, and he said, well, it really is supposed to have anchovy, but our market doesn't like anchovies, except for you, Max. I'm not not alone in the anchovies. Our market doesn't like anchovies, so we don't put the anchovies in. I like when a boomer says... That when a boomer doesn't like anchovies, it's our market doesn't like yeah. anchovies. They sell plenty of anchovies here. 
It's you who doesn't like him. It's a big oh, thing. Don't get mad. Well, he must think other people don't like him because he's not putting it in his squash blossoms. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so, so, and the rest of the meal was, or the pasta was great. Where? where name the restaurant. This is Al Moro. So Al Moro's just so old, old school. school. Yeah. You feel like there's going to be a mob hit at any moment. <laughs> no mob hit. That's how I feel there. It's, no mob It's hit. very quiet in there. It's, uh, well, because there's a series of rooms. But it's also, there's no music. It's we made friends quiet. with both I'm of sure our neighbors. You, I'm sure you did. We made. So then the next night we ate. Uh, what pasta did you eat at Al, at Al Moro? Uh, we ate, uh, what do you, uh, guanciale? Guanciale. Guanciale uh, um, con pepe. So cacio and pepe. Allegricia. So allegricia. So cacio e pepe with guanciale is allegricia. That's what we had, and it's it's on a noodle that you don't see much. Mezze noodle. Ma- mezze macchina. Noodle. Me- mezze. That's what it is? It's a noodle. noodle. Yeah. It's a mezze. I think it's a mezze uh, macchina. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. I think that so means half sleeve. I had to ask what it, what a mezze macchina was, and he told me. It's essentially a half a rigatoni. Yeah. Um, so that was good, but it wasn't wasn't mem- It wasn't great. Paul Moro's not that no, good. No, I understand. Then the next night, I, I don't even remember where we went. Roscioli? Roscioli, which you know well, which I is, I sent to Dominic, it's the cheese store of Florence. It's just a lot of cheeses. There's a lot, no, there's a a, lot going on. It's a counter with the meat, with the cheese, and then yes. a number of years ago, they expanded and set up tables like Dominic is doing. But they have a full-service restaurant with hot food. I think he's just doing cold food initially. It's not cold. It's prepared food. Okay. But Dominic's not doing a hot pasta. do hot pasta sandwiches, things like but that. not a hot pasta. No, not yet. Out, or not yet. Or a, or a fish or anything In time, like in time. Yeah. So the great thing about Italy is you can go on a food tour where you're trying to find all these special restaurants... Or you could just go and just right. drop into places because I've I've gone Oof. I've gone two different ways. I went once where there was like a food and wine magazine article on where to go in Italy. We saw the same people at dinner every night. Uh, yeah. And then I went another time where we were just like walking into places. I, I don't think I got a bad meal. Max mm. is gonna I, disagree. I wouldn't just walk in any metropolitan city where there's a ton ton of tourists. I would not drop into a place. Rome has a bunch of shit restaurants. Yeah. So we went the next night. We were we were turned on to this place called Trattoria Monti, which turns out also small, eight tables, open eight p.m. to nine thirty, and it was really good. It was really good. Um, you never asked roasted, me for recommendations in Rome. I didn't think you. I didn't know you knew Rome. I would have. Big Rome guy. Roasted pig. And, but at the end of the day, I came home, mm-hmm. and I said to Max, to my wife, to others that have asked, that the food here is pretty much equivalent. Max, except except jump for, in here, Max. Except I'm for jumping. I'm ready to jump. Except for they have get they have local ingredients that are fresh for two weeks or something like that. That you get there and you you get it right on the spot. But other than that, it's the Amalfi Coast is where close. you're getting very special dishes. It's, Matt, it's uh, just like anywhere else, right? You you go to any country, eighty percent of it's probably bad, and then the top twenty percent is very special. And you know you have generations of people doing a certain local dish, and they're getting the like we can't get 
guanciale imported into America. I bought it at the cheese shop. But that's not guanciale made in Italy. Ah, that's okay. guanciale made, made. Local guanciale. USDA approved, <clears throat> all that, FDA, all that shit. Okay. There are certain things that we can't get here that you get in Italy. And like in France, certain cheeses that we can't bring in here because they're unpasteurized. So it's those specific things that are special there and right. the technique and the history. But as far as it, like produce goes that we get here, we're getting puntarelle here. We can make puntarelle alla romana. We have all those things. This is like the produce capital of the United States of America. Um, we're, we're just about there if you're with the right chef and who's getting the right ingredients. But those special few restaurants in those areas, you can't touch them. Yeah, well, so we, we have good many, Italian How food. many nights were you there? Uh, 11. You were there for 11 nights? Yeah. It sounds to me, if I'm, if I'm wrong, do you spend approximately $40,000 in hotel rooms? Something like that? Maybe. You, Jesus. Good for good on you. But the breakfasts are always included. You ever try to the breakfasts? The breakfasts included. are always that, included. That's nice. Can't believe and, for five thousand euros a night you get breakfast. And we had I'm not a wine drinker, and we had a bottle of rosato mm -hmm. every lunch and every dinner. And even in the expensive places, the bottle was twenty eight to thirty four dollars, which I don't know that you can even get. Still here. yes, you can. Still you can. rose is is an affordable for wine. You. Yeah. When's your next trip? Oh, no. July? No. No? I haven't been in three years, John. Have you ever tried like an Airbnb? Would you do that? No, not, not do that. No, he, his, his mainstay is going service. to Las Ventanas in Cabo San Lucas and getting a nice three, four day or in. Get right. service. Get service. I want the service. I want to be Mr. Shapiro to death. But you're, not, you're but like, not I, like at those the, prices. I get it. Yes. Because you can't get that around here. Ah, but Mario not. at the Russi. When we'd <laughs> go up for breakfast on the second day, he would hug Ellen oh, and yeah. he'd hug me. Oh, wait. And you let a man hug you? It's different. It's He's in Italy. Italy. His name Europe. is Mario, not Max. Oh, so it's I'm the one man that can't. Maybe hug if you, you were right. Massimiliano. I'm bored with I you. I am Massimiliano. I'm, I'm bored with you. Can we move to yes. Max? Max Moving conceived on. in Rome. Do you Max. know that? Well, I don't know about that. No, it, Max. Just go with it. <laughs> you were um, uh, Max was because maybe that's what turned you into such a dandy. Yeah. Did you ever think of it? What, what's going on in your food world? Where's the last great meal you had, Max? What's, uh, what's new? You know, last great meal. Um, I had a really nice meal at Cato. What's that? Uh, it's uh, Taiwanese fine dining, Michelin star in downtown. Uh, K A T O. Yeah. Is that you recommend that to your friends? I do. K you love John Yao. I do love John. Thanks, Dad. Cato and John's gonna really be happy. Oh, you know his name. Yeah. Uh, Taiwanese. Is that what we said? Taiwanese. What, yeah. what are they known for? Salt and pepper chicken. Uh, three cup chicken. You're close. Uh, yeah. Certain things. You know the Taiwanese invented boba. Uh, is that true? It is true. It's it is also true. It's Din Tai Fung is not Chinese. It's Taiwan. I didn't know. You know the yeah. Tai the Taiwanese are Taiwanese. He's making it Italian. He's making it uh, Italian. They are known. Taiwanese. They are known. They have the finest um, mock meats in the world. Come from Taiwan. Oh, like look at if that. you want to get vegan scallops, plant, plant based well, scallops. You're plant based, chicken. aren't you? I am. So yeah. it's good for you. I eat honey though. It is. A, um, it is an island. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's an island. That may be in trouble. So that's a that's that's very interesting. A, a great, it's, but it's 
it's it's Taiwanese food that he grew up with through a fine dining lens. So, and it's so it's fabulous, a fabulous restaurant. This Taiwanese yeah, restaurant. Yeah, the food's delicious. And I love Is it that. Expensive. Re- yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. Do you have another one like that? Uh, no, no, that's there's nothing else like not that. Taiwanese, but just another great restaurant that I may not know about that you've been. Um, I, I reviewed a couple restaurants recently. There was one Japanese restaurant that opened downtown called Yes with two S's. Okay, took five years to build. So that would be uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, incredible build out, a show kitchen, just beautiful, um, but the meal was kind of meh. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't right. So the recommendation for the week is Cato. K- yeah, go, go to Cato, and then you know. Uh, Say they know Max. Sure. Okay. I, I I'd like if you can get into Cato. Isn't I mean, it a tough reservation? With, a, with enough Stephen, I don't. You don't mind getting your hand off of the. Uh, yeah. I can hear it. He's fondling. He's fondling the money. Yeah, he can. If He's I can fondling. hear it, he can hear it. it I don't think so. Uh, you can. If you don't want to go, the it's full right. Monty. You don't like. What's happening? I can hear it in my ears. Just let it go. (laughs) Stephen was fondling the microphone. He was. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. A restaurant question. You've now been to Funky um, two times for dinner. One one time for dinner. Friends and family dinner, drinks, and then tonight I'm doing a full dinner. Yeah. So I think, I I think that would be enough legs to next week. Give us a, a, a full rundown. A proper rundown, yeah. Because but I'll, so far you I'll like have, it. I'll, tr- I'll, I'll have tried enough food. I and think. so far you like it. Yeah. Sad news in the dining world for me. One for of you specific. One of the great plant-based restaurants um, owned by Nick Adler. Nick's, um, the former Ooh. former Pani Vino space on Beverly Boulevard closed. Related um, to Lou Adler? Son, son oh, of. Okay. Yeah, he owns Monty's. He's got a great, a fantastic new pizza place called Forever Pie. He's opening something else in uh, like Silver Lake or something. I think soon. it's this pizza place. Is no, it open yet? I don't, the pizza place is to be to be open. It's going to be coastal Italian. But, what everybody's doing. But so Nick's the the formerly Panavino space, yes. probably the best patio in L.A. Great one of them. Patio. Did you go to Nick's a lot? No, I mean uh, enough. I don't go out to eat. See, so that's that. the thing. What? I've been there for, for the plant based. I've been there ten times. Okay, you've That's been there a lot, now. but you know, it, I, maybe it didn't attract the plant-based people. I enough. think. Well, first of all, you know, a lot of restaurants got just crushed in the pandemic. Yeah. But I didn't know it was plant-based. I know Crossroads was plant-based. Yeah, Nick's but I didn't maybe know a PR Nick, issue. I didn't know yeah. Nick's was plant-based. Nick's plant-based. Well, but, yeah. I mean, I know that. Can now. I tell you what happened? Is first of all, they have a beautiful patio. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, you know, we have a new mosquito in town. There's a new mosquito in town. I've t- his name is. It's a. It comes from China, China, and they're much smaller than the regular mosquito, and they're smarter. And unlike a regular mosquito, they prefer the blood of humans mm. as opposed to animals. And so they they really get you. And so the Nix as has a lot of foliage on that patio. Yeah. And I've had the occasion to be on that patio and order, a, you know, a really nice dinner. And as the the sun comes down, the they mosquitoes come just come out, and Whoa. it just ruined the experience. And they can't mitigate that somehow. I don't think so. DDT? Also, Max, you know, I went there a bunch when it opened, and when it opened, it just seemed like the food was a little better, and they had a hostess who, you know, really remembered your name and did such a fantastic job, and. 
In the last few times I've been there, just it just sort of the pedal had fallen off the so road. They were dying out. Yeah, the turnover got to them. People days. left, moved yeah. on. You know, Pane Vino. I remember being a small child, and we were in the on the patio. It was me, you, Rod Dyer, si- si- Simon Field, uh-huh. and Janice Dickinson. Uh-huh. And she was loud. She's loud. And she was gallivanting. I remember seeing. A little areola peek out of a Ooh. dress. And how old were you? Very young. I must have been seven. So you didn't even know that it was called an areola. <laughs> at seven, I at seven <laughs> I knew did. I knew what a nipple was. Right, but because you had one. But I saw I ha- I have two nipples, and I saw just a little bit of areola, and um, I got excited. Mm. Not that excited, like excited, excited. But, but. Panivino was one of the great restaurants. Oh, I don't was, know what happened. Fun. I know I don't know what happened to that yeah, one. The patio was some lunch atmosphere. Yeah. Well, Rod Dyer opened it, and yes. Rod brought a lot of people in there. Yeah. It's hard to open a restaurant. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it again. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> do, do you Do you remember those days fondly? Panivino, yeah, I ate there a lot. Do you remember the Janice Dickinson no, moment? No, I don't. Okay. So, um, just in other just restaurant, coffee shops, store openings, you know, L.A. has become one of the great coffee cities in the world. Okay. Um, when you talk about great coffee cities, there's Tokyo and Copenhagen. And I'm going to place Los Angeles uh, number three. Uh, we have great coffee. Over in New York? We have, we have much, much... Portland? Much... Seattle? You're talking about coffee or espresso? Well, the, 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 these all, all good coffees. I'm talking about what I when I say great coffee, exciting, innovative, unique drinks. Um, you know, you can go to Portland, you can get a shot of espresso there. Sure, they have a nice, nice coffee. I'm Not talking. What you're talking about coffee. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You can get a pour over. You can get all these different coffees. But like, you know, I went to this one. It was called Be Bright Coffee. It's on Melrose, and they have. It's owned by an Asian couple. And I'm talking a yuzu lemonade and cold brew mix, uh, coffee with ube foam. You know, Max Max ube, Shapiro ube drinks. Ube is a Filipino thing. They're a, yeah. I, yeah Asian. Um, well, just great that's broad. Great. <laughs> um, I, I mean I, I just I encourage you all if if you're looking for an exciting coffee. Uh, check out Be Bright Coffee on Melrose. Or go to today's uh, Eater LA, and they have the 12 best coffee shops in LA it's, to look at. It's, it's on there. Take, take those lists with a grain yeah, of salt. Yeah, yeah, but at least it's something for somebody who doesn't know anything. Yeah. Aharon, Aharon, go ahead. Would you drink that civet coffee that passes through an animal? I know what you're talking about, and the answer to that is, uh, you mean because I'm plant-based? Yeah. Um, yeah, because the animal survives. It yeah. just it goes through their digestive. Yeah, that's no, that's no problem for me. I would not. Yeah, hey, you wouldn't know really. I only drink espresso, decaf. No, I don't drink oh. decaf. I drink. Oh, he drinks a double coffee. shot, fully loaded every morning, and that's it. Madon. The day's yeah. over. Madon. I have four to six a day. Well, because you get them for free. What the coffees? Yeah, from Nespresso. Yeah, yeah. I can. Only- I'm only, I can only get a free one a day out of there. Only well, right. one a day! Just, just one capsule? <laughs> I have one, one capsule a day. I went over, because they had a new, they, they are always pouring something different, and they have this new summertime, summer edition. It's a, it's a watermelon uh, capsule. I really liked it. And so I went over in the morning, and then I went back over, and they said, we're sorry, we can't. Uh, you do they the, know your name? Do you, you know their name? You have to wait names? for the change of shift or the lunch hour change. 
I'll do that. So the same person's I'll do not that. there. I'll do that. And when you get the first one, say, when do you break for lunch? <laughs> Just get some more info. When do you break yeah. for lunch? I think you're right. I think I got to go yeah. in and get more info. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. I know you can. I'm sure I can. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think that's you, you're a hard out at um, right about now. You, right about you, now. You've got yeah. a showing presentation. No, oh, I got one I'm, more. I'm, I got one I'm, more. I'm, I'm newly elected to the uh, board of directors of my condo HOA, and today's the first meeting, which I'm regretting already. Well, congratulations no. on the victory. No. Well, you're obviously doing it because you think you can make a difference. More speed. Well, I'd like to. Yeah. Make sure right. you record the minutes. I, don't I saw a house. I'd never seen this in a house. Tell me, Stephen, in all your, all your years, Max, if you've seen this. I was in a house. A client of mine wanted to see his house. It was on Benedict Canyon. I'm thinking, oh, God, he's not going to buy this house. Um, but he had, you know, it was very nice behind gates, beautiful specimen trees in front on Benedict, 2505 Benedict Canyon. It's a two-bedroom, two-bath house. Oh, that's a nice-looking house. It's got the black Did exterior. you go look at it? I, no, I've seen it. I okay. saw it. It's a it's nice, a, great. It's above Hutton. They did a beautiful job. Driveway. Yeah, beautiful yeah. job with it. It's a fifteen hundred square foot house, and I've never seen this before. There is no master bedroom in the house. There's two bedrooms. They're both very tiny, and a Jack and Jill Bath. bathroom. And I've not seen this. My sounds like a tough sale. My advice is was for the guy to take it off the market because he's telling you, oh, you know, you can push out here and make a master. Uh, yeah, that's my not what is, people are looking do at. Do that. Make the master. Yeah, do and that. then Don't put it back. It. And then put it back on the market. Could yeah. you imagine spending like three million dollars and not having a proper bedroom and bathroom? Three, three six. Three but six. who's who's, oh, who's yeah. counting? Three six and not having a proper Ridiculous. bedroom and bathroom. Yeah. So there's no deal there. I couldn't make a deal. But you know what I did is I, w I went out and I showed it and I got out there with my client and I'm going to keep doing that, Stephen, because that's, that's what it takes to Didn't make I, deals. I gave you some other advices with the condo. Tell me. I uh, said talk to the doorman, talk to the concierge, yeah. and tell them, because they hear first when somebody's about thinking about moving, Yeah, and tell them... I told you the problem I'm having in that building is the, the son of the manager. It doesn't matter. You're, you have to offer yourself up. Right. I, I had once, I had a trainer who referred me to a client. And um, I said, you refer me to somebody and, you know, I'll give you 10% of my commission. Mm -hmm. And Greggy? I sold, no, and I sold the house and I wrote him a check for $25,000 and he called me and he said, you put the decimal in the wrong place. Isn't it supposed to be $2,500? Said, nope. I said, no, $25,000. He said, do you know how hard I have to work to make twenty five? It was like, it, it was very he would never think of anybody else again. Okay, so you that's a great... Isn't there a law for how much we can give a commission? 10%. So 10%. We can't get more than 10%. Not legally, no. A uh, listener. Yeah. If you'd like to refer us any business. Yeah. If, has if, you're your name on it. if you're listening to this program at home, um, 10%. We don't, we don't need to promote that. Why not? That's, it's being promoted. It's being promoted. Max and I are willing. Okay. Stephen, you can I'm, mute your I'm, thing. I'm, I've got a hard out. Max Goodbye, and I. Boys. <laughs> Bye, boys. Uh, you look great. Thanks for joining us on Hope It Makes. We'll see you on the next one, and I hope you have a good one. Hope It Makes.